But we continue with one more illustration. Meet Dr Gray Kuplin from the Harry Butler Institute in Perth. We've had her on the Science Show before talking about her helping kids plant urban forests, work for which she became a finalist for a Eureka Prize in August. Since we last talked about your urban forests, the Milwaukee forests, which young people do so well, what's happened since? Has it spread? It has spread. So another four forests went in this year. So four different schools got their brand new forests. And there's another, I think, about 800 children who are engaged in the programme now. And is this in Western Australia or around Australia? Uh, Just in Western Australia and Perth. What about around the country? Around the country, my colleague in far north Queensland, he's put in another two forests and Earthwatch has put in a forest as well. On the East Coast. And are the young people as enthusiastic as they were when you talked to me last? Oh, absolutely. Perhaps even more so. (laughs) They see the point of the exercise. Yes, I really think they do. They're totally engaged. From the compost, you know, from the soil up, they're really into the whole programme. And just to remind, what you're doing is refreshing the spare earth, because obviously if you've got naked ground that's been used for something else, a car park or just left disused, it's very, very severely depleted. And if you're going to plant trees, you want good fresh earth. How long does it take to refresh it? Well, in the programme, we create compost. So we start that in February, and that is a process ongoing until six weeks before the forest goes into the ground. So that compost builds microbes, which we use for the soil. And, of course, we create the compost tea as well. So using soil from native bushland, we generate lots of microbes in that, and then we use that on the forest soil. And then it's good for planting. And you test the soil, do you? Yes, do lots of soil testing. So we look at all the nutrient contents and we also do eDNA. So that's environmental DNA to see what's going on in the soil. I just wonder whether the young people would be a bit put off by that because earth is earth and fun to play with, but doing a test after test after bits after bits after bits that they don't quite recognise. Does that put them off a little bit? Uh, not really. Uh, they get their hands dirty. They love it. You know, they, they get in there with the compost. They create everything themselves. They mix it up. They look at all the organisms that are in there, the worms, the slaters. Uh, sometimes in the beginning, they're a bit, you know, hesitant. But after about 10 minutes, they're fully engaged. How do you choose which tree to put where? It's all based on a, a survey of local remnant bushland. So I go out to the local place where there's bushland still remaining do a survey there to determine the species mix and that species mix informs what goes into the forest for the schools and then the children plant them in whatever manner they choose so they can put the plants wherever they like. How much is the community staying with the project because these things go on for a long time, many months, with luck many years, do they stick around? Oh absolutely, so the first forest that went in was at South Padbury Primary School so that forest is now two years old and in a couple of weeks I'm taking parents on a tour of the forest because they really want to find out what's happening. Congratulations, that's really wonderful and also congratulations on being a finalist. Which category are you in? Innovation in Citizen Science. Innovation in Citizen Science, that's a mouthful isn't it? (laughs) How well known is what you do around the coast? When I mention Miyawaki they don't quite click immediately except you and Richie from Deakin University round the corner just said oh I I know. I think the word is spreading so I think people realize that these can be really valuable assets to our urban environment they can bring biodiversity back they can help green our urban landscape and they can do it quickly and I think you know it's taking off now I think there's more recognition globally for this love these amazing forests. Why Milwaukee? It grows fast, it brings biodiversity. Why is it called Miyawaki? Oh, why is it called Miyawaki? It's after Professor Akira Miyawaki. So he's a very famous Japanese botanist. He pioneered the methodology way back in the 1970s. 
And how did you get the word? Uh, that's an embarrassing story. <laughs> Do you want to I love embarrassing stories. <laughs> I was trolling through Facebook and this is a few years ago, I hasten to say I do not do that anymore. And I came across a World Economic Forum short and it was all about Miyawaki forests and how they can be used in our urban landscapes and how amazing and miraculous these forests are. And then from that, I was hooked. Well, I'm delighted and I hope Australia's hooked because it's such a great idea. Turning on the kids to anything because as we speak, the uh, educational standards have been held up to a mixed review and so anything that's going to galvanise the young people, boys and girls. And particularly girls, we want more girls in science, definitely. And tell you what, girls are really engaged in this programme. You know what they ask me? They don't ask me about the forest, they ask me how I became a scientist and how I got my PhD. And I was like, yes, that's an awesome moment, I love that. Congratulations and good luck. Thanks very much. Yes, Grey Coupland is now a role model and it works. And as the heat in cities and towns becomes more extreme, those urban forests can reduce the temperature by 5 degrees C, making such a difference. She's from Murdoch University in Perth and was a Eureka Prize finalist at the Australian Museum. This is The Science Show.